Hey, Grace Week family, it's Sunday and we're so excited to have you here on this live service. We know that you're going to learn so much from Pastor and do me a favor and share this service with friends and family. And that's the beauty of our technology. We can share it with the entire world. We want to keep you connected during this lockdown. So stay connected with our Family Connects. For more information, you can head over to our Facebook. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to it. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is, and nothing compares to it. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. Lord, what a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is, the name. Lord, you have no rifle, you have no equal, now and forever our God reigns, yours is the kingdom, and yours is the glory, and yours is the name above all names. Lord, you have no rival, you have no equal, and now and forever our God reigns. Yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, and yours is the name above all names. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. And nothing compares to it. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. And welcome to today's service. It's a great day. Nice and sunny. And I'm sure you, you are ready to enjoy today's service. Today's title is, Follow Me, You Will Know My Ways. Follow me, you will know my ways. The word follow me is quite familiar to most of you. And I know why it's familiar, because we are on social media. And follow me is used quite often in social media, media 
to mean come come to my page come and see the things that I share so that what you see from what I share you can either grow from it you can either learn from it or you can be find interest in it so follow me you will know my ways and we are using that in the same way because in the scriptures we find Jesus was always using the word follow me, follow me whenever he was inviting disciples or people to follow him. So we're going to be looking at that when he said follow me, what he meant, what people took from it, what they used from it and I'm trusting you, I'm trusting God that you will learn from it as well. So we are going to read our first scriptures. We are reading our first scripture from Matthew 16, 24 to 26, which reads as follows. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would, would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And the other anchor scripture for the day is taken from a story of Paul and Silas, and we will, it reads as follows. It is Acts 16 from 25 to 37, but we'll be picking some verses as we go along. It reads as follows. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a grave earthquake great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosened. Later on, on, on number 29 it says, then the jailer called for a light, ran in, fell down trembling before Paul and Silas and he brought them out and said, says, what must I do to be saved. Now we are looking at these two scriptures today. The first one where Jesus is inviting people to say follow me and the second one where we are going to be following an example of someone who was a follower of Christ, what he learned from following Jesus. Now the call to follow me that we are looking at is, is interesting because even nowadays we find ourselves following people on social media. What are we learning from them? What are we learning from the different platforms that we are, we are visiting? Because when you follow someone, you have an interest in whatever the interest they have. And you will find people will follow depending on what they want to learn, on what they want to gain. And we are seeing here, Jesus was not only inviting people to follow him just for the sake of following. He would find people and he would, he would invite them to say, follow me. And the reason for him to say follow me was because he would take these people to a certain place where he would make them sit and he would be able to share with them what the kingdom is like, what his father is like, what he himself is like, so that when they know what 
he has, what, when they know who Jesus is, when they know who his father is, when they know the kingdoms, they will be interested. I am just saying to you, when Jesus did this, he had one intention. He had an intention of giving people things that they can use whenever they, they come and they face situations. They would know exactly what to apply at any point in time. And, and Jesus timed it in such a way that he knew that if he finds a person sitting there and he, he cannot just concentrate on telling that one person one message. He needed to tell the person, come with me, follow me, so I can impart something onto you. And during that time when he was imparting, people were taking in, and we will be looking at how Paul and Silas was taking in and taking the information and how he later was able to sit through a situation applying exactly what the things that, that he's, he had learned from gleaning from Jesus. Even today, child of God, I'm just saying you, you are privileged to be sitting right there. I am privileged to be still reading the scriptures. We are privileged because we are following Jesus. We are following his ways. We are learning from his ways. And these ways are the ways that help us during situations and we can apply them whenever we need to. So I'm just saying, as you are sitting, cleaning from the word, remember one thing that you did right by following Jesus because when you follow Jesus, you, you learn things to use when it is a good situations and even when it is not so good situations. So we are going to be using all that. As I'm, I'm starting, I just want us to go back to, to the minister, to, to, to the to the ministry of Paul. Paul was not just a saved person from the God. He was first, remember he was first sold and then he was Paul. He was the guy who happened to be first trying to do things for God in the wrong way. You know, when you are trying to do it in your own way and saying, this is how I think God wants it to be done. So he found himself murdering Christians because he thought he was pleasing God until he had an encounter with Jesus that changed him. And when he had that encounter with Jesus, he became one of, one of the followers of Jesus. And when he became one of the followers, he was preaching anywhere and everywhere. It didn't matter where. That is where we find him here because when he was preaching at this place, he found himself taken into prison. And when he was taken into prison, he had to remember all the things that he had learned as a follower of Christ so that he could apply in his situation. But I just want us to read and go back and read here where it says in Acts 16 verse 25, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. You know, when it says, but at midnight, there is something that I took from here. That, you know, when, when, when God comes at midnight in your situation, when God comes at the darkest hour in your situation, he comes and he sorts out issues. He comes and he makes himself known as the powerful God. He makes himself known as a God who has no 
limits on what he can do. Even right here, he came into the jail where they were put. And they, at the time, it says here, they were singing hymns of God. They were praising God. He came through and he broke their chains and he removed their chains. I'm just saying, child of God, the God that I know, the God that I serve, says to you even right now, it doesn't matter what your situation is. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you are faced with. He is the same God, the same God that you will know and testify about because he, he is about to come through for you. He's about to take you from one level of strength to the next. He's about to remove all the things that are holding you back, all the things that are holding you as shackles. I'm just saying, child of God, know the power that you have in Christ. So Paul and Silas, they continued to praise and worship. What did they learn from here? They learned that if you are in a situation, in a tight situation, you need to praise and worship so that God can come through for you. I'm just saying it doesn't matter what tight situation you're faced with. We are learning from Paul here to say all you need to do is to praise him and worship him. And once you're praising him and worshiping him, what will happen is that foundations of whatever is holding you will be shaken just like the foundations of the prison were shaken and we are learning something from Paul here that even at midnight he was not complaining he was just praising and worshiping how we know that it was not a complaint is because it says in the word when they interpret the listening because it says and the prisoners were listening some books when they interpret the listening part of it they say they were listening with pleasure we listen to with pleasure when something is not a complaint you listen with pleasure when something is giving God the glory you listen with pleasure when it is something that is not making your your spirit grieve I'm just saying to you child of God there is something that Paul and Silas were teaching us here. They were teaching us that there are people who are always listening to children of God to say, what is it that they, they are going to do right now when things are like this? Are we going to be praising with pleasure so that people can listen with pleasure. I'm just saying as they were praising, they were being listened to. Even now, child of God, as we are going through things and situations, you are being listened to. Someone wants to hear what God can do. Someone wants to learn from you how you behave when God, when things are, are, are happening around you. Someone wants to learn from you. Someone who doesn't even know Christ wants to learn from you what it is, what it is that you do, do when you're faced with situations. I'm just saying, child of God, it is time that we ramped up ourselves. Hold yourself up. Hold yourself up. Hold yourself up. It is not time for you to pull back and not be seen. It is time for you to be seen as the one that will be encouraging each other, others. I'm just saying there are platforms out there. One of the platforms is the social media itself. Are you showing people the encouragement? Are you showing people the, the enlightenment of how of a good God? Because everywhere Jesus was being followed, he would talk about a good God. Nowhere did he talk 
talk about a God that is angry, he will talk about a great God. He will talk about a powerful God. He will talk about a God that loves his people. I'm just saying as a child of God out there, are you telling people that we worship a, a, a wonderful God? Are you telling people that we worship a God that provides? Because there are people that are listening. A God that continually takes people from one level of strength to the, to the next. We learn from this when, we, we say, when I say there are people that are listening. We learn that even now, God continually comes through for his people. You know, as he brought them down, I was thinking, what, was it, what else was, what could he have said? Because I find some people say, when he said, follow me, and this is a wrong notion. When they say, he said, follow me, that is all that he needed to say. And people would follow him. And when they followed him, then it meant now they are part of the Christians. I'm just saying, child of God, you cannot just follow someone and then you, you, you think you know what they are about. They needed to sit down and learn from God. So when he set them down, that, that is where he would tell them that for you to become a, a child of God, like it's quoted in John 14 verse 6, it says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He had to have them sitting down somewhere and telling them that he is the only way to the Father. He couldn't tell them other ways. And he had to tell them in Romans 10, verse 9 to 10, to say that, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, he will be saved. So they were following him to learn principles. I'm just saying, child of God, as you continue to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, you learn principles, you learn how to do things. Because if you are not following him, if you are not continually searching for his word, like right now you are sitting here, you, you are searching for his word, you are wanting to hear what he says, and that is the way we now follow him. That is the way we now follow him. We learn again from Paul and Silas that as they were sitting there and the people were listening, we learn that there are things that you have to continually do as well when you are, for when you are in a situation to understand that you are grounded in God. One of the things that I want us to look at right now is that the gates were opened. The chains were loosened. But they did not go out. Why didn't they go out? They didn't go out because they knew that the God that they serve needs to be lifted up, needs to be glorified. They need to go out in daylight when people can see them. Not now, not now in the midnight, not now. They had a testimony. I'm just saying, child of God, your testimony is coming. And when it comes, you will be able to share and people will be able to see. You won't even need to share because people will be able to see what is happening. We are learning a lot from, from what God did for, the, for, for his children. Now, it says here, it happened suddenly. 
You know, I, if, if I can imagine them sitting in prison, I see people who are not even worried, who are not even shaken, because I'm sure deep down they remembered Jeremiah 29 verse 11, which says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to of welfare and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. So they had so much hope. They knew that when th things happen, they, God will still come through for them. We, are, we also see here, when they were sitting, I said here, they were not shocked. They were not, they, sorry, they were, people were shocked that they didn't leave, but they didn't leave because they were waiting for a moment. Now, if we read in John 14, verse 27, it says, Peace I live with you. I'm just saying they had peace. They had peace. They were not worried that they will also lock the gates. You know, when you're a child of God, know one thing that you must not be afraid. It says further down in, verse, in John 14 verse 27, it says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. They were not afraid. They were not afraid. They just sat there and said, you know what? We serve a powerful God and we're still going to, to, to serve and save these people. And you know what happened next? What happened next was that there were people who came up and said, we want your God. Right there in prison, they started a church because at night there were people that were being saved inside the prison walls. What are we learning from here? We are learning that if you are following Christ, you know exactly what to do. If you are following Christ, you know exactly when he will, he will come through. You know exactly what will happen because he puts the Holy Spirit in you to be guided. So we see that Paul here has refused to, to, to go secretly. Even you, child of God, when God does things for you, he will do it such that you will not even wonder what happened because it will be so clear it cannot be of you. Worry. I'm just saying, child of God, there are things that will make you worry, but don't worry because physical freedom that you have, that you were given by Jesus when you got, Jesus, when you got his son, when you accepted him as his Lord and Savior. Because it was, they most probably did not feel obliged to. They did not feel bound. They were free. Now ask me now how I know that your physical freedom is not only sufficient. Ask me now how I know that your, your physical freedom is being freed. They were excited. We even saw some pictures of freedom. You need the freedom that, that frees the spirit because you can be walking out there free physically but bound spiritually because you don't know the Lord. But I'm just saying, you child of God have accepted the Lord and Savior and you know that kind of, of physical freedom. Now when we look at Paul and Silas, the word says you you are, not the, you are the head and not the tail. If we read in Deuteronomy 28 verse 13, because we're looking at Paul and we're saying, Paul, where did you get so much strength to sit in prison when the doors are opened? And I'm saying, child of God, it says in Deuteronomy 28 verse 13, and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. 
and you shall be above only and not beneath. At that particular time, he became the head and not the tail. He became the commander and not the prisoner. He didn't leave because and fetch me so that they can walk me out. I, I need escorting out of here. I need to be taken out of here because I know my rights. I know that I'm the head and not the tail. Child of God, I'm just saying to you, know your rights, know your, why you follow Christ, and once you follow Christ, learn things from it. Because I know you've learned that today you are not the tail, you are the head. Today you are the one that, that has command over your situation. Today you know that even now when God comes through, it doesn't matter what, whether it's midnight, whether it comes in the morning or at midnight. He's the same God that continually takes us through. He's the same God that continually makes us successful, that continually looks after us, that looks after us and gives us peace and joy. I'm just saying, child of God, you chose the right thing. You chose to follow Christ. Now, when we're following Christ, there are things that we need to note that as he comes, he says to us, that follow me. But he also didn't end there. He said, there are benefits of following me. I'm just going to mention five benefits of following Christ that are quite significant. The first one is that, I, I call it a hundredfold. He says there in Matthew 19, verse 29, he says, you will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. I just read that part which says, you will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. I'm just reading the bottom part, which, which says we will receive a hundredfold. Uh, you know, when Jesus promises a hundredfold for following him, I, I'm, I'm just interested to say it's a hundredfold. Whether it's a hundredfold, meaning that because he was saying they must leave their families, they must leave their mothers, their brothers, their sisters. I'm just say, saying if there's a God that is promising me a hundredfold of, of what my mothers and my brothers and my sisters can offer, I'm prepared to follow that God. A hundredfold of whatever it is, it, I, I am prepared to follow that God. And I can imagine here, he's saying to you, you will have a, an even bigger family, a family that you can call your own. Whether it's your church family, you will have mothers there, you will have sisters there, a hundredfold. Even when it comes to finances, you will have a hundredfold. It doesn't matter what God gives you because you are following him, it will be a hundredfold. That is the first promise. The second promise of following God, it says, you will sit on the throne with me. He says this in Matthew 19, verse 28. I'll just read the part that talks about this. It says, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones. When we are promised that by God, it can only mean that by just following him, we, we even... Even though we'll have a hundredfold in this world, in the following world, we will even be sitting on the throne with him. Number three, it promises us rewards from God. Whatever rewards from God, I'm like, you know what, give it to me because I am a child of God that looks up to God. Whatever rewards God, I am ready. It says there, and in Matthew 16, verse 27, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. According to what he has done. I'm just saying, child of God, take up your 
and your purpose, whatever it is that God wants you to do, take it up because he says he will reward you for whatever you have done. Whether it means you are saving his children, whether it means you are winning souls for him, he says, Jesus says, he will reward you for what you have done. Number five, it talks about the fact that he is the light. This one was for me the most interesting one, the one that I love the most because you, he says in his, if I can just read it in John 8 verse 12, he says, Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. Imagine walking in darkness. How difficult that is. He also says, but have the light of life. They shall not walk in darkness, but they shall have the light of life. What did this mean to me? It just meant, child of God, that I will not be lost. Because when you walk in, in where there is light, you will not get lost. Because when we walk in darkness, you get lost. But he promises us a light. And I'm just saying, child of God, you are walking in the light. You will not get lost. And when you are walking in the light, you will also find yourself out of danger. Because on, at night, it is quite dangerous. And God promises us that we will walk in the light. And when we walk in the light, we find ourselves even being enlightened. The word guiding us. And the walking in the light that he's referring to is the guiding by the, by the Holy Spirit. Because when you are being guided by the Holy Spirit, you are walking in the light. You will not falter. You will not find yourself lost. And lastly, he says... He will allow you, I'll just read it, to be fishers of men. I'll just read it. It says, Mark 1 verse 17, it says, Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to, to fish for people. The reason this one is dear to my heart is because I was one of those that I got saved in a random place at a random time and I always feel that if it had not been for that particular person who had at that particular time, share the word, I would not be the same today. So if we are get just by following Christ, if there is one thing that we can get and, and, and get and win people for Christ, I would be the happiest. So he says here, he will help you as well to be fishers of men. How wonderful is that? So I love, I, I love the word because it continually teaches us. It continually guides us. And Jesus says, even now, follow me. And how you follow Jesus is by doing exactly just what you're doing, by coming and gleaning from his word. Because when you glean from his word, you will learn a lot of things. Even today, we just learned from a powerful man, Paul, that you, when you... When you follow Christ, he comes through even at midnight. He comes through. He, he will resolve your issues. He will solve your issues. I'm saying, child of God, you are well placed. Your issues will be resolved. It doesn't matter what time it is. I'm just saying, child of God, he says in his word, suddenly and immediately, those two words are put in the same sentence to mean exactly that, that the God that we save will do things suddenly and immediately and the world will be shocked and wonder what happened because by then they will see that the God that you are following is, is the right God to follow. 
suddenly and immediately. And now we also learn from Paul that people are listening. And when they're listening, we must encourage them. When people are listening, when we encourage them, we are uplifting them up. We are sharing with them the God that we said. We are sharing with them that there is a God that is good, a God that is loving, a God that is ready to save, a God that is ready to free people, a God that continually sends his angels to, to, to open up uh, gates and shakes the prisons and shakes the foundations to free people. I'm just saying, child of God, you are well placed by being a child of God that follows the Lord Jesus Christ. As we are drawing to a close, I just want you to know one thing, that when we look at Jesus and we, as one of the visions of, of, of that we have is we want you to conform to his image. By following Jesus, we are conforming, we are learning things and conforming to his image. And as we conform to his Im image and getting to be more like Christ and getting to be more like Christ, when we are in situations, we know exactly how to behave. I thank you for joining us today and listening to the word, but I always want to give this opportunity to someone who wants to get saved and be like you and me today. If there's someone who says, I don't know Jesus, I haven't been following him because I didn't know much about him, I'm giving you this opportunity and all you need to do is to just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and forgive me of my sins. I want to be your child. In Jesus' name, amen. You are now saved. We thank God for these opportunities and may you have a, a wonderful day and enjoy yourself. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that message encouraged you and see you again next week.